All right, so this episode of the podcast is a solo episode again. Um, it is going to be talking about exercise with injury and pain. <clears throat> um, this one is a longer one, but we'd love to get some feedback on what you guys think of these solo podcasts. Thinking about adding a co-host here in the near future, um, just to kind of get some conversation going and keep things a little bit interesting. And uh, we'd just love to hear some feedback about what you guys think so far. We are almost 20 episodes into the deal and um, looking forward to having some really cool guests on here in the near future. That's all I got. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you. All right. So here we go. This is, um, I think, episode 15 of the OPEX Concord Fitness Podcast. OPEX Fitness Concord Podcast. I figured out the name of it. Um, this is me by myself. If you're catching this on audio, I have no guests this week. Um, like we said, every third week, our fourth week, we will um, we'll make sure we bring a guest on here. And the next few guests, uh, hopefully, will bring in our network of other health and fitness professionals that we have partnered with to um, and talk about what it is that, we do, that they do and uh, our relationship with them. And it all centers around today's topic of how to work out with an injury, um, which I think is a pretty common question. It's definitely a question that we get and something that we experience because if you've done exercise or any activity for a significant period of time, then you know that um, the risk of hurting something or injuring yourself is always in the realm of possibility. It's nothing that you can get away from, but it's not like the motorcycle thing where um, if it's not, it's not when it, if it happens, it's when it happens, it's not necessarily, it's not really like that, but there is a possibility because you are physical that the potential for injury is there. What we seek for and what I've always um, looked for, especially with a background in the medical field is to make sure that you have somewhere to go when that happens, whether that's through adjustments in the exercise program or referrals to um, particular professionals within the area to um, help walk you through that in conjunction with really good exercise. Because I think really good exercise and really good food practices are the best and the fastest and most efficient ways to get um, to get back at what it is you're trying to accomplish. And I wanted to go over some of the things we look for, questions we ask, and our process to getting you from either injured during exercise or injured from previous exercise to a long-term outlook of what your fitness and exercise program can look like and how you can come back from that injury safely and effectively and still feel like you're making progress in the way that you want to go. So um, let's get started. That was a lot. Hope that made sense. Uh, first little bit, real quick, I made notes that are right in front of me. So like the previous podcast, I made notes and I didn't have them in front of me. And um, I got confusing right there at the end. So hopefully there's not as many pauses here. Um, if you're watching this on video, 
I am pretty relaxed. I kind of just sit in my office and I talk through this stuff um, as I have a workout in my brain and the processes that we have in place for people that we've worked with in the past. Um, so you'll see me move my hand a lot and that's just how I talk. Um, anyway, so first kind of question we ask in, we get these in two scenarios. Either you are, this is the most common, unfortunately, come to us or your coach with a pre-existing pain, injury, or discomfort. Um, that's probably the most common way that happens. Other ways are you start to feel a little aches and tweaks um, during your exercise program as you're kind of going through this stuff. And um, we may need to make some adjustments based on that. And we'll get into that a little later. But I'm gonna try to talk about both of those, but in general, Let's just say that you come to us with an ache or pain or a tweak or something kind of bothering you. So what we want to know is, are you hurt or are you injured? Now, as you know, everything with us starts with an assessment. So you'll come in and we'll do a detailed assessment really based on what your goals are. And the reason we look for things that are painful without ever having to ask, usually most people tell us oh, well, it hurts here when I do that or something feels funny in my shoulder when, when I kind of do a push-up or put my hand over my head or bend over if something hurts my back. So the assessment really gives us, without ever meaning it to, um, a really good idea on if any of any particular movement patterns solicit pain. Um, if you do, then we try to figure out where that came from. Maybe there was something in the console where we sat and talked that you expressed some discomfort or pain. And we just make sure that we're not going to make that worse with the exercise uh, prescription that we have for you. Um, and that your lifestyle aligns with good immune health and good healing. So if you start to eat a bunch of foods that are inflammatory to you, um, a, we need to check on that, so do you need to be referred out to one of our nutrition specialists to be able to check up on that, or can we kind of figure that out with just some simple behavior changes along the way? Um, we'll really determine that. So that's all part of the consult. And then once we figure out, okay, is this a pre-existing injury? Is this something that happened fairly recently? More often than not, people that come in here already know. And um, we just look to see what makes it worse where there is presence of pain and where there is absence of pain. More often than not, and for obvious reasons, people notice the presence of pain more so than they notice the absence of pain over time. So as an example, if you hurt your shoulder doing push-ups and every time you do a push-up, you start to look for the pain, um, you're almost trying to reproduce it which is necessary, there may be a time and a place for that, but when you can no longer reproduce the pain and there is no pain and it's absent and you have some freedom in the movement that you're trying to do, then that's just as important as if there were no pain at all. So something to pay attention to, not only are you experiencing pain, but also do you have an absence of pain 
as you progress through trying to build strength and get away from pain over time. Um, really good physical therapist has questions about stuff like that. Um, and we ask it too. That's a good question. So if you do have a presence of pain, um, we ask you to kind of rate it on a scale of one to 10. And again, this is kind of coming from just being in the medical field for a long period of time. It's a very uh, subjective for you, but it's objective for us, right? So you get to determine your rate of perceived pain with the, with the movement or with the exercise. And um, we take that feedback and make decisions or recommendations based off of that. So as a general rule, we don't say that all of your exercise should be pain free um, if you're experiencing pain currently. It's okay to work through a little bit of pain and we just define what a little bit of pain is. Um, so keep it really simple. And I got this from, um, oh, I'm botching on his name now. He, um, oh God, I think of his name. But um, I took this tool from his doctor, physical therapy and chiropractic, I believe, Dr. Ryan Pastuch, I think I messed that up. And if I did, then he happened to ever hear this. I'm sorry. Uh, but he worked with the Active Life RX, and I believe um, some of his uh, coaches, they use the same scale for clients. And I think it works really well, and it makes a ton of sense to me. Um, but, and we kind of, we don't do it exactly the way he does, from what I can recall, but keep it a little simpler than that inside of our process. So, for example, Rating your pain, again, we'll use the shoulder just as an example. The shoulder is kind of the most recent complaint I've gotten from a client that's had some significant pain there or discomfort. And so I'll use that as a simple example. Um, ask them to rate it one out of 10. If it's a one or if there's no pain with no movement, that's a great baseline. Even in the assessment, there's no pain with no movement. It's really great for us to hear. If we go through and have you do a single arm landmine press or a dumbbell press and there is no pain reproduced with that movement, or if there is some pain or discomfort, we ask you to rate that pain or discomfort. And if it's better than a five or worse than a five out of 10, then that just lets us know two things from for our process specifically when dealing with pain is one, what do we need to refer you out to? And two, do we need to take that movement out of your program until we figure out what's going on with the structure of the limb, the joint, the muscles, all the connective tissues, so that way we make sure that you're, um, you're gonna be safe and you're gonna be comfortable and able to express the movement that you're trying to express. Because if you want to have an increase in upper body strength, but significant amounts of pain are stopping you from making progress over time, then not a whole lot we're gonna be able to do until we get that taken care of. So that's really the next step. So then we go to options to refer out. So we have a bunch of referral partners. One is including nutrition. Um, that's really on the consultative end if we need to put that out to somebody. Um, far as there's a healthcare problem where they can only eat certain types of foods, they have specific um, responses to certain types of foods. 
or they have some specific health issues, then there's a group of nutrition experts and nutrition coaches we refer out to in the state of North Carolina that can provide them with a very specific meal plan um, versus just helping modify and change behaviors, which is a lot of what we do here with our nutrition coaching and has very little to do with specific uh, food prescriptions because um, that's outside of our scope. So something to keep in mind on the off chance you're asking, because I get that question a lot, can I get a meal plan in this state? Um, it's not something that we can legally do. Uh, whether or not that happens, it's, it's not something that's not a, not a dog I have a fight in, but um, I know here we stay in our scope and make sure that we do that. But other, other partners include uh, massage therapy, uh, chiropractor, and physical therapy. Um, my goal over the next few weeks is to get to a position where we can get each of them on the show and kind of talk through their process and how they help and how OPEX Concord connects to their services to help our clients out the can. And we definitely have a hierarchy as I get into the next steps of how we, um, we refer out to these particular people. Now, we don't mess with as fitness coaches, we don't get into the ups and downs of insurances and things like that. Individual clients can handle that. We just want you to know that we do have people that understand our purpose and our mission here. And that ultimately we just want you to be taken care of. If you have somebody on your own, that is also perfectly fine. Um, we are really nosy in that and we try to get in touch with them to make sure that we're all connected. But um, overall, the big purpose is to make sure that you get what it is that you need. So as our hierarchy related to your pain and exercise, um, massage therapy is almost always the first go-to, especially if it's some kind of muscle pain or strain or just some kind of tightness, you're not really sure. And it's not necessarily described as a pain and more so a discomfort. Um, so massage therapy is always the first place to go and that's my first bit of advice. If you experience some pain or discomfort, you're not really sure where to go, but you have a decent range of motion in the joint, um, then go get a massage. Wives ask your husbands to give you a massage. Husbands ask your wives to give you a massage or go see a professional and focus specifically on and around the areas that are bothering you. And see if you're able to break any, um, any tightness up or loosen anything up and gain a little more of a range of motion there or, um, or just start to feel a little bit. Uh, frequency is obviously gonna depend on you. Um, once we make the connection, that's between our clients and the therapist to work through that. And then any feedback we get from the therapist in that relationship, um, we plug those things that the therapist believes will benefit them into the exercise program as it relates to the goal. Uh, chiropractic care is the same idea, except we're more so talking about um, alignment of different bone joints and joint ends. And, um, we work with a chiropractor locally here in Concord, um, Vince Brown, and hopefully I can get him on the podcast if he's listening to this. Uh, let's go. Let's get it done. Um, that'll be cool. And I'd love for everybody to kind of hear about what it is that you do. So 
that's our chiropractic care. And then obviously physical therapy and a medical doctor if it's needed. Um, physical therapy is generally about as high as we go. Um, most people know if they need to see a doctor. If you're sick, obviously, go see, a, go see your primary care physician. And um, we recommend people that are sick, make sure you wash your hands and stay out of the gym if you need to. Um, not in a negative way. The faster you can get well, get back into the gym, the better it works out for everybody. And uh, you're not getting other people sick. And make sure you wipe down your equipment. Those are just a few little tips, kind of offhand. Um, recently just talked about that in the gym, so I wanted to mention that. So physical therapist would be the last one we refer to, and same idea of each of these. We love a list of do's and don'ts and any recommendations that they think would be beneficial to add. Um, they're not fitness professionals, obviously, that's our area of expertise, but we are always accepting those feedback collectively to make sure that our clients are taken care of. Um, so where we plug that in, what the client is willing to do and um, do well, then we put that in there. Then we start to talk about if you should exercise, how many sessions you're going to do in conjunction with how often you're going to meet with the uh, professional, the um, outside professionals of OPEX, and um, what that really looks like. So once you come back in here to us, if you are injured and you need further care, then that will be coordinated and we will consider that in the stretch of your program. And then we start to think about what exercises you should do. Um, so this is where it starts to get fun, is a lot of times people tend to think, well, if that's the exercise I did that I got hurt on, I should do that. So I'm gonna argue that you should do a little bit more of a variation of that movement pattern where you experience pain. Now, whether or not that means we decrease the range of motion, we lighten the load, we change the total volume of work that you're doing and build you back up. Um, we add positional work into it. Doing more of what caused the pain can actually help um, relieve some of that pain. So slower eccentric work, uh, isometric holds in the position um, with a lighter load that, uh, that gave you some issues um, and things of that nature. So the exercises that cause you pain, obviously a variation of those. If you did a 300 pound deadlift and that caused your back to hurt, that doesn't mean next week after you go see the chiropractor, come back and do another 300 pound deadlift. That doesn't make any sense. And just hearing that out loud, you should kind of know that. Um, but it does mean walking through the exercises at a certain variation. So maybe if it's a deadlift, you're deadlifting from blocks at or just below the knee or even above the knee if it's needed at a lighter load with a slow eccentric down, a slow eccentric up with the balls at the top. Um, and we incorporate that in the program with um, resistance training. And we stick with that for a period of time and we add some load. So, the structure of your program, once you've gotten the attention you've needed, whether that's immediate um, adjustment of your program, which always happens when there's pain expressed, 
immediate adjustment of the program to accommodate you getting through the workouts of the day. And then if needed, there's a referral source that you're sent to to, um, to make sure you're pain-free and some adjustments in lifestyle to support that. So if you're not getting enough sleep, encourage more sleep. Maybe that means less days in the gym so you can focus on sleep. Um, and that's just a conversation to figure that out. And then if you, and once you feel good, then we come in, this is what your program's going to look like for X amount of weeks, and then we'll reevaluate. So as an example, if you go see a chiropractor and they tell you they wanna see you once a week for six weeks, then once a week for six weeks in your program to make sure that your chiropractic care and your program is in alignment and you're staying pain-free, we are going to check to make sure that the movement you're doing and the exercises you're working through, you're still able to see progress away from pain and towards your goal. So if at week one, your pain's a five out of 10, working through an exercise, the next week it's a four out of 10, and over six weeks, you get to a two out of 10, that's an improvement in your pain level as well as in your the exercises that are chosen for that time. Um, so measure progress, we measure progress in any way necessary to make sure that you get some wins and that you're actually progressing, right? We ask uh, the best questions we can to make sure that you're actually um, And that also goes on setting appropriate expectations. So again, going back to the presence and absence of pain, um, how do we determine that? We use the pain scale of one to 10 to make sure there's good communication between the coach and the client of how much pain you're actually in and whether you can work through that or whether it needs to change. Um, other considerations are time frame and the healing process. If you're in a position where, really great example, I work with a few people that do swing shifts or night shifts and they're basically living off of exhaustion and um, we don't always have the opportunity to um, get enough sleep so their body responds and heals at a rate that's appropriate for them. So making sure it's understood that getting away from the pain may take a while. And if there are people that have done something like a four or six week squat program to get away from pain and that was exhausting or to get your squat up, um, a 12 to 20 week program to rehab a moderate back injury with no surgical in intervention um, could potentially be what you're looking at. Once you add in surgical intervention, physical therapy, and then tying back into the gym and all lifestyle changes, that, that can really extend out for a long period of time. And so setting appropriate expectations on that is, uh, is gonna be pretty huge and making sure that you're sitting in the realm of reality when you're, you're kind of thinking about, I'd love to lose 20 pounds, but my back hurts and um, having a hard time managing my feet. So what the priorities are have to be set as well. If food is a major problem and you're injured, for example, I had a client who was in a cast for uh, the better part of eight weeks, I just threw my pin. Um, better part of eight weeks and getting her to the point where she could focus on 
just controlling her meal intake and having high quality foods and getting sleep helped her start to feel a little better, build some confidence. And um, at the time she was really only working through upper body strength, stability and core work. So when the cast came off, we could start to work on single leg balance and stability and strength of that lower body, um, lower limb part of her body. So, so that took, that was eight weeks just to cast off and then another, I think 20 weeks before she had a bar in her hand and she was squatting again with a significant amount of weight. Um, those things take time and just having the expectations that this may take a while and being really patient more so in that process, but having things in place like good nutrition, good sleep, good hydration, so that your body's working and doing all the things it needs to do to make sure that you're healing fast enough is, is going to be the trick. Um, what else? That's really all I got for my notes. Um, but bottom line, and the reason I want to talk about this is a lot of people get injured and they just stop. Like everything just stops and you just kind of fall apart and things go by the wayside. If you're not exercising, there's no reason to do anything else. This is just one of the things that could happen. And if you have a plan in place to keep you moving forward um, towards what it is you'd like to accomplish, then does it need to be as restrictive or limiting as is traditionally seen? I know plenty of people that have injured themselves and said, well, I can't exercise, so I might as well not do anything. I challenge you to say that, or I just challenge you that, there are things that you can do, whether that be inside or outside of the gym, to be able to um, reach your goals without having to think about what's my one rep max back squat or deadlift or how many miles have I ran this week? Um, there's a ton of stuff that can happen inside of a really real, well written out fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle program. And um, our goal is to partner with people in in our local area to make sure that that happens for the people that are inside of our community, so that way we can help. So that's all I got. I think that was like 15 or 20 minutes. That was a long time of me talking to myself. I don't think it was that long. But if you like this episode. Let me know. Um, subscribe to it. If you're listening to it right now, take a screenshot of the thumbnail and post it on your story and tag us with what you thought was um, what you thought of the show. I'm not opposed to any feedback. And uh, if you'd like to see some of these people that we partner with on the, I like to hear them on the podcast, or I like to see it. I'm going to try to record every one of these so we have an audio and a video version for you to watch. Um, so let me know and we'll get that done. All right. I think that's all I got. Um, thank you guys for your time as always. Take it easy.